Hello and welcome to Lapsed Gamer Radio. Um, we're not going to do an interview or a feature this week. We thought we'd return back and talk a little bit about some of the games we've been playing because we haven't talked about that much recently and there's been a lot of them. So, uh, this is a shit intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Laps Gamer Radio. Today we're taking a little break from our, our recent features and interviews and uh, just, we're just going to talk about games for an hour, what we've been playing. Uh, joining me this evening are Ali and Adam. Good evening, fellas. Hello. Hello. about right so we'll go straight into uh the price is about right have any of us picked up any bargains or not bargains recently i'm one of those people that doesn't like call of duty multiplayer but i did pick up call of duty advanced warfare and infinite warfare because they were both on Mm -hmm. sale for uh less than 30 pounds i think advanced warfare was about uh, pounds dollars even um I think Advanced Warfare was like $20 and Infinite Warfare was 32 So I thought I'd pick mm. both of them up. Um, they're pretty good. And then I, last night I picked up XCOM 2, which is on sale at Amazon at the moment, for 25 bucks, which is like nothing, considering oh, how really relatively game. new that is. Yeah. Um, and the new DLC just come out for it as well, which is probably the same price, if not more again. Yeah. yeah. 30-something pounds. But it's like, a, it's like um, when they brought Enemy Within for Enemy oh, Unknown, okay. it's like a full-on expansion pack. Oh, that's cool. Rather than just like oh, a piece okay. of DLC, so it's it's yeah. big. Um, cool. Good old PC devs, eh, for Axis. Um, <laughs> Advanced Warfare, that's the one with the um, the exosuits and the double exosuits. jumping and the yep. wall running. And, and uh, yeah, I, Kevin um, Spacey. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a decent amount of fun with the multiplayer in that. Um, okay. Infinite Warfare, though, the multiplayer is garbage. Um, oh, really? And so they started introducing the nonsense where you don't unlock new guns and new attachments and stuff like that at the end of uh, when you reach a new level it's you unlock the chance to open a loot box that might have some guns and stuff in but it's probably going to have some shitty skins mm. um, oh, okay but the uh, the campaign uh, in infinite warfare it was surprisingly entertaining trashy yeah. and dumb but entertaining i mean i'll talk a bit about it when i get to when we, what we've been playing but advanced warfare I've started playing it's pretty much the same like they like the the dumb blockbusters of video games and mm. you know what to expect kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's all I've picked up in the last uh, month or so, except for a few other things that I pre-ordered that I'll talk about. Oh, I also picked up Football Manager as well, before I forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. 80% off on Steam because I guess the new one's coming out pretty soon because the new football season started. But yeah. It's um, out in um, uh, end of October, October, beginning of November, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they usually leave it a bit later so they can patch everything and kind of balance it, make it as accurate as they can. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, sure. so that's, that's everything I picked up. Uh, picked up a, a few bits. Um, in our little group chat, you told us about Wolfenstein, the new order, mm. uh, being on. I think, did 
do you discuss that with Stu in a previous episode? Or uh, yeah, I talked about it. it's crazy because like, yeah, I talked about it recently about how it's it's a game that I've wanted to play for ages, and it's been on sale before for as little as five pounds, yeah. and the same with uh, the Old Blood. And for some reason, I never picked it up. And then I turned on the PlayStation yesterday, and there it was for uh, three ninety nine for yeah uh, the new order. So pick that up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, likewise, pick that up. Um, it's it's been on my radar. I've just never got around to picking it up, but for you know, less than four pounds. It's like less than two pints of beer. You can't really go wrong, <laughs> can you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cheaper than a Marks and Spencer's meal deal. Yeah. Not that I get <laughs> my lunch from Marks and Spencer's. What, um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I also picked up uh, Final Fantasy X and ten two Remastered on the Vita. Oh, um, off classics. on holiday soon. It's one of the Final Fantasies that have slipped me by. Mm. Um, so, yeah, picked that up. Uh, and it's the first actual hard copy game i've brought for my vita because everything else has yeah. been digital yeah um yeah. so i was quite surprised when i got this case that's smaller than the palm of my hand pretty much yeah <laughs> it's just got a little card in it lovely and then even when even then when you open up the case and it's like mm, <laughs> the cart's yeah. like where is it um yeah i've only got two physical games for my vita and everything else i bought was um was digital but uh yeah the vita's like uh from what i've seen of the remasters of final fantasy 10 10 2 on ps3 and ps4 they look nice uh but you can definitely see some of the imperfections and some of the aging blown up onto that big Mm. screen but on the vita screen it looks gorgeous yeah yeah yeah, it does look really good I've, i've barely touched it to be fair um uh, and then the the ten two part of it, even though it's a hard copy, is actually a digital download. Yes, yeah, don't, they couldn't don't know fit why, it on but card. Yeah. yeah, for some um, reason. So yeah, it was it was of a nice price of something like twenty two pounds. That's not for bad. Two games. That's a lot of RPG yeah. for yeah, for, yeah. That, for that money. It's just a, a shame that there's not like um, <clears throat> I think you've got I think cross save might be a thing. Um, yes. But at least as l- last time I checked, cross buy isn't. So if you want it on PS4 and Vita, you got to buy it twice, which kind yeah, of sucks. Um, not sure what to do. I mean, even then, at forty pounds, twenty pounds each isn't that bad. It's not bad or if for, it comes down in a sale on the PS4. For what is one of the best Final Fantasy games? Some people say the best. I I disagree, yeah. but it's one of the um, best. Yeah, well, we know eight's the best, Mark. Eight is the best. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing which I've not physically paid for yet, but I have pre ordered is the Xbox One X Scorpio Edition. Um, just because I'm a bit nuts. Fuck it. <laughs> That's the. So I saw about that the news came out. That's the limited edition version of the Xbox One X. Um, is it the same price? or? Yeah, I think it's just. It's a little bit like when they did the Xbox One um, and the first X amount of people that buy it or the only ones you can buy at the time are the day one editions yeah so as far yeah. as i'm aware it's that's sim- why a similar seen, thing yeah all the pre-orders are for that version and i guess they're sold out a lot of places now so then that's it i guess the next round of them will just be like regular without those little extras yeah so it's got the this project scorpio stuff because everyone loved the name of it so it's got a special box uh that looks a little bit like the original xbox um as the packaging and then there's um, a special controller that's got project scorpio on it and then there's a little bit on the... I think there's a different finish on the actual um, console case. And then the, the number's etched on it somewhere. Um, how many of the ran, I don't know. Um, we were trying to find out last night. But uh, So, yeah. 
Looking forward to that. Uh, well, I also picked up Wolfenstein The New Order for three ninety nine. Uh, I also picked up Football Manager 2017 for 80% off. Um, <laughs> thanks to Stu, who who knows? I, I told, I've told him, we, we've, we've spoken before many times about how I am a recovering football manager addict. Because um, <laughs> you don't, you don't ever, it's like... Uh, alcoholism, I presume. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't ever go away. So like you can stop playing. I haven't played a football manager game in a couple of years, but it's it's always there. It's always there in the back of your mind. And then when the new football season starts, starts getting yeah, that that urge gets almost unbearable. But I was held strong until Stu told me that it was eighty percent off, and then I just couldn't help myself because I'm weak. How much was that then with eighty percent off? Like seven quid or something? Seven quid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, the only other game I've picked up uh, recently on offer was uh, The Witness, um, which I haven't played any of yet, but it was uh, on sale on PSN for £6 and I had some money left over in my wallet, so uh, I picked that up. I do like a good puzzle game and I've heard good things about that. I don't know if it's going to be one that I'll ever finish because I like puzzle games. I'm not necessarily any good at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but £6 seems like a good price to play for a game that... Um, Lots of people had a lot of good things to say about when it came out last year. But uh, yeah, and that's about all I've played, uh, bought recently, apart from popping down my pre-order for uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. Oh, yeah. And hovering over the pre-order button for Super Mario Odyssey, but I haven't actually purchased it yet. Right, let's move on to what we've been playing. Ali, you go first, because I know Adam's got loads. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I have got, uh, got, got uh, yeah, got a fair amount. Um, so um, I don't know why I, I did this, but um, Final Fantasy 15 has been sat installed on my uh, console since Christmas. I think it was when I got it for a present. Yeah, um, not completed it, and then I just thought I need to get it done. I don't know whether it was just something in the back of my head that just went, "You need to play this" or what. I don't know. Um, so I've now completed it all. 14 chapters so I'm now on chapter 15 which is the uh, the ending bit um, we're not going to spoil anything no um, it is pretty heavy going um, the only thing I will say is it from chapter 7 or 8 where there's a point of no return um, pretty much once you get on the boat basically which yeah, I didn't there, there is well not well um, you, you, you can of. use the dog can't you yeah you can use the, the dog um uh, whose name I can't remember now, uh, to travel back to... Well, it's the, the conceit's kind of weird because this is what you use after the game's finished as well, so you can carry on playing after the game. It's like, use the dog to travel back in time yeah. to before the point of no return, but then anything you do there is carried back over when you return back to the point at which you left. Um, yeah, it's yeah. complicated. But, but yeah, you're not completely locked in, but... Um, no. But, but yeah, you, you kind of just keep, it just keeps literally, it gets a little bit, um, oh, what's it called? Um, it gets quite linear. linear. Yeah, it yeah. does the opposite of what Final Fantasy Thirteen did, where Final Fantasy Thirteen was linear for 30 hours and then opened up for a bit. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen is is like open, massively open world for hours and hours and hours and then for the last few chapters kind of pushes you down a corridor really yeah. um, but not yeah. in a bad way um, when I played through it uh, there was some stuff definitely some content missing from those last few chapters and so 
things would happen that didn't make a whole lot of sense that's kind of been addressed now with um, oh, okay. additional patches and some additional content that they've they put in. Um, yep. There's still some holes that I'm assuming is, is going to be filled in by playing um, episode Prompto and uh, episode uh, Gladiolus. Gladio, yeah. Um, and then uh, Ignis is getting his own episode as well. Uh, and of course yep. we get some multiplayer as well. But um, yeah, uh, you uh, messaged me on Twitter the other day about what happens in I think chapter nine, um, and like all of a sudden it gets real heavy. And that, at that <laughs> yeah. point, when I was playing it, I stopped playing it because I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it gets, uh, it, yeah, it gets it bad. Like, yeah, it was like a happy, carefree, you know, road trip with a bunch. Yeah, because like Pronto's very, very happy in it because. Uh, at the end of the, when you've killed stuff, you don't really get a jingle, but then he'll just suddenly start going, yeah, start doing his own little remix, and it's it's fun. And then suddenly they just go, nah, we're not having that anymore. Yeah, just slaps the toys out of your hand and says, you're not having fun anymore. Now it's getting serious. I think the only thing I would say is that I finished it at level 58, I think it was, when you get your little certificate at the end, and I didn't find it particularly hard. No, not at all. Um, not at all I think yeah. it's balanced so that um, you can get to the end and still complete it without having done too many side quests but uh, I think you're quite like me uh, in that you kind of get a little bit obsessed with clearing yeah. side quests off before progressing with the main story so by the time I got there I was a bit overpowered yeah um, yeah. so I was level 58 done about 60 hours something yeah. like that but then that's not where the game ends anyway. That's just where the story ends. And then there's lots of end game content, which you will still be massively underpowered for. <laughs> Let's yeah. Put it like that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, really good. Really enjoy it. Um, and then I, it's actually my code at momentum uh, for this month. Uh, and then I realized that I've only got, I think now two or three trophies left to get. Yeah. There's three, I think two of them are getting Gladio and Noctis's skills up on fishing and, survival uh and then the other one is to kill a big turtle (laughs) (laughs) which is actually a mountain and then you wake it up and it just moves and you're like okay (laughs) so that just happened (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah it takes an hour to kill is that about apparently so yeah yeah um yeah that'd be fun Mm. (laughs) uh moving on from there from something completely like depressing to something stupidly good online uh gt online uh been playing a bit more of that uh, managed to get my own uh, garage and little CEO missions going. I uh, need to get a few more of us online. That's, mm. that's good fun. Yeah. Uh, some of the new um, missions that you can do are loads and loads of fun. There's one a little bit like Final, uh, not Final, uh, Fast and Furious 6, I think. You know, the cars that have got like a ramp on the front of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're driving a SUV kind of thing. One guy and the other guy's in one of those just flipping the cars out of the way. So that's loads of fun. It's just nuts. Grand Theft Auto stuff, really. Yeah, um, they've like with every new uh, content update for the online stuff, they just kind of take it. They they just take it another notch up. Like the the high stuff was great, and then they introduced some yeah. really good stuff with the um, the CEO stuff, and then the uh, biker gangs, and then with the gun running, it just keeps on. They keep on raising the bar with like the ridiculousness of the missions. Every time we're online. Uh, with a few mates and stuff we always just go I wonder how insane it's going to be on Red Dead Redemption 2 hoping that they have got an online version because that'd be nuts I presume they would do yeah they'd be stupid not to I think 
because it's made them so much money because literally it's all free apart from if people want to buy the shark cards and people are buying those shark cards oh god yeah 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 they're yeah, always stuff the best cheap. selling on um the xbox store like when you scroll across add-ons yeah. like there's like a yeah. row of like five of them for each of the different values they're always all there yeah so yeah um they, they seem to have got it right you know it's you can get the money yourself especially if you, you and a few mates you know grind through it and, and get the money and then if you want to buy it it's there doesn't really alter the game too much because some stuff you can't unlock until you've leveled up anyway mm. but yeah it's good fun been playing a little bit more Forza Motorsport 7 6 even 7's not out yet I wish I'd been playing 7 <laughs> um, I've gone back on to doing a little bit more serious online racing uh, the first race I managed to make I've not managed to make any others yet didn't do great uh, and then the second race didn't happen because of internet connections and I think the very rare times that uh, Xbox Live goes a bit peat on it just seemed to affect that and Forza at the same time yeah so doing a little bit more racing in touring cars online getting ready for Forza Motorsport 7 uh, not really a lot to talk about that really just doing a bit of racing Splatoon 2 I've uh, not had a chance to play with uh, the pair of you yet I don't think uh, and I've not played it a lot I think I'm only level 8 or 9 which you two are probably double that maybe yeah like likewise <laughs> it's just great it's just a game that you can especially with it being on the Switch and you can just pick it up if your missus is watching TV or whatever. Uh, but yeah, really liking it. It's a dead easy game to play in terms of the basics. And I can see how some pro gamers get very, very good at it. And mm. I played one the other night. And if you're on a rubbish team, sometimes it can affect you quite badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I seem to find sometimes if you're on teams of people, you know, I think they don't understand it. They're just going around trying to kill people. And like, whilst I know you still get points for that, it ain't enough. There was someone on Twitter that went, why do people just run off from the starting area and not cover the area? I think, like you say, excuse me, people go for the kills rather than yeah. ink in the area. I've been uh, I've been using a particular loadout, the um, Splat Julies. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the special on that is the um, Tense Tech Missiles. So, oh, yeah. uh, like, every single game without fail it'll start the other three players will dash off to the middle and start going for the contested area and i'll be like okay i'm going to stay back here and paint everything and then um especially on on levels like the um one with the shipping containers and the forklift trucks that move them backwards and forwards and it's like a long narrow one uh by the time i unlock the, the 10 sec missiles quite quickly because i'm painting all the area back at the home base and then you just look down the length of the map and you can get you can get a lock on all four of the other players because there's nowhere for them to hide. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's some. Yeah, it's very rare uh, that I jump in a game and someone else starts painting the the home base. Yeah, so, that's what I tend to do. I just tend I, to yeah. follow everyone else and just kind yeah. of cover up after them. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you need to cover that area because it it more often than not it will be the deciding factor. Uh, at the end of a match, yeah. like you'll you'll come up and like the middle's hotly contested. It looks like it's going to be a fifty-fifty, and then you notice that there's loads of gaps back at the enemy's base where they just haven't filled in, haven't filled stuff in. And if you've been diligent and filled that in at the beginning of the match, uh, and then gone into the middle to help out the fight, then you're probably going to win. Yeah, that's what I tend to do is just kind of mop up after everyone else and then try and push back any sneakers around the edge, and try and go from behind and start pushing back the other way. Um, and get into the middle but yeah having loads of fun with it obviously it's the first Splatoon game I've picked up because I didn't have the Wii U 
Mm. Uh, really, really enjoying it. It's just a, a shame about the the onlineness of chatting with people. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to that. Uh, but yeah, loads of fun. Really enjoying it. Nearly got my full ninja suit as well from my amiibo. They work differently to uh, Link as well, don't they? In terms of you can't just keep yeah. sc- scanning them on Zelda. No, no, it's it's um, uh, just keep playing online and then come back and you'll and scan your amiibo again and they'll be like oh you've been doing really well recently here's another bit of kit yeah having loads of fun with that um we just have to hook up for a game at some point definitely um, yeah when i go on holiday i'm tempted just to turn it on on the flight and just see if anybody else is happens to be on playing plane, it see yeah. what happens because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I watched i saw a tweet from i can't remember it was now uh saying that the the flight to cologne this morning was delayed and then he just put a tweet out saying anybody on this flight number turn on uh, splatoon and we'll have a massive match on the flight <laughs> I asked him to let me know how he got on, but it hasn't done. But I, I was just intrigued just to see if anyone else was playing it. Um, and then the last couple of games, I uh, picked up the latest Batman Telltale game, uh, which is The Enemy Within. Uh, really, really good. They seem to have changed the engine a little bit. Oh, okay. So it's still very much um, like watercolour painted or like a comic book painting effect. Uh, but it didn't see, I've not, uh, it seems weird me saying this, I've not had any jank. See, so I recently played uh, New Frontier, the latest Walking Dead one, and that didn't have any jank at all either. Yeah. So they've obviously upgraded the engine, and I know they do kind of say it every time, but I think... Something's definitely happened, because I haven't played a Telltale game since the other Batman game last year. Okay. And that was a little bit janky, like people walking around as if they haven't got kneecaps and a couple of crashes and... Things just suddenly happen at, happening out of nowhere because it's a bit of com- quite a bit of combat in the Batman one, uh, but this one's smooth. I can't fault it. Cool. How what's the balance like of? Because the thing I felt with the first series of Batman is that there was a lot of like there was the combat which they kind of ramped up a bit and made a bit more complicated. But then a lot of what would normally be the bits where you were walking around sort of solving puzzles were kind of replaced with just like cut interactive cutscenes that were just like walk and talks. And then other than the odd detective scene, there wasn't anything where you were going around talking to individual people, kind of, and solving anything. Um, yeah, there's a bit more of that in this. Okay. Um, That's kind of been taking a back seat for a while, yeah. though, hasn't it? I mean, there wasn't yeah. that much of it in The Wolf Among Us. There wasn't much in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, there's barely any in what I played of um, Tales from the Borderlands. It's kind of... Mm. Yeah, the puzzle elements, the the point and click adventure style puzzle elements that mm. were there, definitely, definitely there in the first series of Walking Dead. Um, yeah. yeah, they've kind of started to drift away a bit, and that's a bit of a shame. The third, yeah, a little some. bit. The third there's, Walking there's, Dead has some, and I think Batman does as well. But yeah, yeah, know. there's there's more of it this time, okay. um, and you get a crime scene straight away in the first chapter as well, pretty much. Same as the um, other ones where you're kind of putting together what happened that was in the yeah, first series. and then there's stuff um, with a certain enemy that you have to work things out oh, okay. as well, which is quite good. Oh, okay. Not spoil anything, but it's, it's worth picking up. Yeah, I'm going to uh, pick up I'm, at some point, for sure. Yeah. Pick up all those um, It'd be nice to cover the, the first one, possibly, on an episode, see what we think. Um, I'd love to see if we could live stream it, see if we could all use our phones and influence oh, the, the someone's game. decision thing yeah yeah, yeah mm. I just don't know how much of a delay there would be as such please mix so um, it would be should be nothing oh ah, yeah yeah it should be yeah um, and then finally because I can talk about it um, I was sent a game um, the F1 2017 
uh, and the embargo lifted on that four or five hours ago uh, and it's yeah it's really good hmm. um, hard as nails so it's the latest <laughs> yeah, cars as, yeah as uh, it always has been and and as as you all guys know and anybody's listened when I've been talking about the race and I turn off all the assists um, you're a madman fun <laughs> um, but I've got a, a video dropping um, hopefully it'll be before this podcast drops either tonight or tomorrow uh, my mum and dad were around last night so I got my dad on it and he was crap at it and kept banging it into the wall so <laughs> then my mum did a lap of Monza <laughs> in it and it's like a driving a Yaris around it was, it was three minutes something lap it's nearly a four minute lap <laughs> around Monza in an F1 car uh, which is quite funny uh, but yeah the, the, the graphics on it are fantastic when you're watching some of the, the, the replays and different things it's, you can tell it's a, a computer game but it's boring on the lines of almost realism uh, and the career modes and free practice is really good because there's like little mini games in free practice for you to go through certain checkpoints or keep your ties in a certain area and then that'll unlock better things as you go along um, and you're not hampered too much by putting the assists on uh, and the career modes quite in depth so um, yeah I've played about five or six hours of it so far which has mainly been me tweaking it to get my wheel set up right so it doesn't try and break my wrist with the force feedback. Uh, but yeah, really good. Um, the, I, I'll report back more when I've played it. The classic car mode, like I know I've seen on yeah. Twitter a few adverts for like, because I don't watch F1 as uh, hardcore as I used to in the past. So I've seen a few things like cars from the era where I watched it with like um, Villeneuve and Damon Hill and stuff and I was, and yep. uh, Mansell as well I saw one of his Williams cars so that got me interested I just wondered how that fits into the game like what the mode is kind of so um, it's th- there's a couple of ways I think you have to download some of them as DLC or you unlock them as you're playing it uh, so I've got the McLaren uh, I don't know what it is the, the red and white one um, is that the Ayrton Senna one I think uh, it might be yeah 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 so that's in it and i know the williams ones are in and you can actually select the classic cars which i've not done yet but also when you start up your career your agent tells you that you're here and you know you've got to make a name for yourself and all that stuff is the usual spiel that you get when you go into career mode but it says that there'll be some invitational races coming up driving different cars and things so i think that's how it integrates in oh, okay so a bit um, like my dad goes like you have the Le Mans 24 hour but then there's like a classic version of it and stuff it's like an invitational thing uh, my dad goes yeah. to that every year and stuff I got yeah okay yeah so That's I think cool. there's um, there's like shorter versions of some of the tracks as well um, like I think uh, I can't remember what it is now I think the Bahrain and somewhere else have got slightly shorter tracks than normal and I think they might be for the invitational ones or something uh, I've not gone into a, a classic car yet so I've just been trying to get the modern day cars down a little bit uh, but yeah it's good fun it's just very very realistic um, and bags are fun I've tried it with the controller and it is playable uh, but with a wheel it's just so much more immersive and fun uh, right Adam you've got a ton of games to talk about I'm gonna do uh, <laughs> a bit like what Andy did a few weeks ago and just rattle off a list um because I've been super busy at work. I've also been a bit sick. Um, I also had minor jaw surgery. So I kind of uh, struggled <laughs> to find something to just settle into. So there's a whole stack ton of games I've started and then sacked off. So I'm just going to read them out and then we're done and it's been covered. Um, <laughs> there are some games I finished though in amongst this list. Um, like Wolfenstein. I beat that relatively recently. I can't remember if I talked about that. Uh, Kona. 
which was a bit disappointed. Snake Pass, I bought on the Switch, didn't play it. Ballad of Gay Tony, uh, GTA. Tropico 5, Gonna. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishment. Rhyme, The Turing Test. Uh, every single episode of The Walking Dead, New Frontier. I played all of them. Uh, Graceful Explosion Machine. Is that any good? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually good. It's kind of like Geometry Wars, but you're scrolling side to side in like a, it's almost like a loop, a bit like a Resogun, but in 2D. So you don't, you don't have the effect of going around the sphere kind of. Um, it's good. Uh, Lego City Undercover, Tokyo 42, Soul Sacrifice, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Lost in the Damned as well, and then Pikmin 3. So I played all of them and didn't really finish a lot of them. Um, so yeah, I got stuck on them. But I did find some games to settle into. And like the first two I'll talk about are kind of more smaller games. I beat one of them in like one session and one of them in two sessions. So the first one um, was Tacoma, which is from the makers of uh, Gone Home. Um, it's a bit different though. You're, you start off on a spaceship and you're like docking with a big space station. And all you know is that you're going to find out what happened on the space station and you have something to retrieve. Um, and he kind of like gone home storytelling was mostly told through like letters and stuff and notes and then like voiceovers from the main character all of Tacoma's storytelling is from you have like um, these headphones that you put on when you get in there and they like they kind of digitalize what's happened in each space and you work your way between each space kind of figuring out um, the characters are represented by different like it's just like polygonal, like coloured characters. So they all look as like a red, a purple, green, yellow one. And then they do have um like different frames. So like there's a stockier woman, there's a long spindly guy kind of. Um there's not much really at all in the way of puzzles. Like Gone Home had a few things where you're like finding keys and stuff. They kind of stripped all that back and it's just about watching the events that un foil kind of but from different mm. perspectives so like some you'll be in one main hub area like where there's a cafeteria and the characters will all come together at the end but you've kind of got to follow their plot points before they get to the end of that bit and then they'll whip out their computers and stuff that they have and you kind of got to pause the video and you gather more information of about them based on their computer logs and stuff mm-hmm. um and that's all i can really say about it without spoiling it too much there's kind of a twist about your real motives for being there um from, but i can't from really what I say gathered, it's kind of like um like it was with gone home where it's kind of like what can you say about this game without massively spoiling it yeah like that's literally yeah. all you can say that you're following these it's like five or six crew members around various sections of the ship and then at some point it becomes obvious that you're there for a different reason and then you do a whole bunch of things and then you kind of Let's build up towards the end of the game, and that's all you can really say without spoiling it too much. Um, but really good game. I'd recommend it. You can do it in one sitting. I did it in a couple. Um, just not as impactful as Gone Home, and I feel that it's because the story wasn't as personal. Um, your character is involved in some capacity, um, but not in the same way that the girl from Gone Home was. No. Um, so yeah, does Gone Home was kind of something special yeah um and the next game kind of manages to do what go home did what remains of edith finch is a very similar game to gone home in that you arrive at a creepy home that you've not been at for years and you're trying to find out what's going on um it's another one that's really 
difficult to talk about without completely and utterly spoiling it. Um, so you go, the Finch family's like an old family and you have like a notebook that has a family tree. And as you go around your house, you're trying to find out information about all the other members of the Finch family. Um, and these are kind of told through flashbacks or um, little stories that you see. But what's cool about the flashbacks is each one has its own style kind of and different it brings different like gameplay elements i don't want to say more than that because uh, again it spoils it and it was something that was incredible to discover each time especially like you're discovering different bedrooms that belong to all the other um members of the finch family but then there's kind of a twist about how each story is told um and each one's kind of unique um, what's really cool about it though she kind of got gone, gone home ish is how some of the bedrooms and stuff are really cool like there's one there's a kid's bedroom that's like amazing that has like this little crawl space and there's another kid's bedroom that has like a tree house in it that's like a spaceship and stuff um <laughs> so just make it's like that wonder that it brings you back to being a child kind of and thinking how cool it is um it's a really good game finished it in one session would definitely recommend it and that came out on ps4 pretty early this year it just came on xbox one recently um i'll talk about cod next so advanced warfare um said talked about a bit before it's the usual like blockbuster it looks amazing um i guess the did last you um did you press x to pay respect i did you have to i thought i don't know if you do or not <laughs> <laughs> i did though um, but yeah it's definitely it's the same as you expect it's got a twisty tony plot who's good who's bad all that kind of jazz yeah. uh, kevin spacey like runs it's a bit kevin like um, fucking spacey yeah he's pretty good in it <laughs> brings some gravitas yeah. to the franchise um, yeah <laughs> he runs like uh i guess the, along with the world's armies is kind of like pmc's a bit like in uh, metal gear and he runs a pmc called atlas uh it's got the exosuit thing, which is kind of cool. So before each mission, you kind of are equipped with a different exosuit. that can have like almost like Titanfall-y stuff. There's another one that's like a brute one where you can whip out a sh- shield and just walk forward and take shots left, right, and center. Um, but yeah, it has everything you'd expect from a Call of Duty. And like halfway through it, I've not touched the multiplayer yet. Um, yeah. Next thing I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about Splatoon 2. I've been playing a lot of that. So whilst I've been in amongst all this trying to find something to settle down and play splatoon's been kind of a go-to just watch tv and have it on uh, it's easy playing and stuff um but the big thing i've really been playing is two sega games which is a weird thing to say um, and they're very different <laughs> to each other so the first one's sonic mania uh which came out last week or the week before last week i think um yeah yes like uh, tuesday or something last yeah. week yeah hmm. and it's really really good so joking Mm. aside i know everyone says i'm like a sonic fanboy but (laughs) outside of the first three games or well like the first four or whatever because you count sonic and knuckles as one and then the sonic cd outside of those games most of sonic is absolute garbage i've not actually played many not a fan of sonic adventure there was that shitty one on the wii where you kind of use the controller to accelerate Uh, secret rings it was called um, so I'm not a big fan of them, but Sonic Mania is made by a guy called Christian Whitehead and then a couple of other like random little studios. And Christian Whitehead is kind of famous for making... He's been making his own Sonic games for years now. He made one called 
I think it's Sonic Mega Mix, who, or somebody, one of the people works on that. There's one, it's one called Sonic EG or something, or XG. Um, and what they, where they differ from the Sonic, the 2D remakes we've kind of seen, so like Sonic the Hedgehog 4 and the 2D bits and generations, is they absolutely nail the feel of the original Sonics. A lot of what people always say about Sonic is how fast it is, but the truth is a lot of the earlier Sonic games you had to slow down to actually be any good at them. Running like a nutter didn't work. But when you go back and play the old Sonic games, the ways they slowed you down were very artificial, very punishing and not fun. So you're talking about the enemies that just spring out of nowhere and stop you. Or there's the um, a lot of very like angular square levels. Like there's the, I forget what it's called in the first game, but the one with there's all the lava and stuff and you can't run because it's like all very angular blocky stuff and you have to stop to jump out and up and down there's no you can never get any momentum going sonic mania kind of manages to not do that it slows you down in other ways with like clever uses of mechanics and i think this is the very first time they've nailed the mario design principles of like iterative game design so the first levels will be kind of faithful to the original because it remixes old levels uh, and then the second level will introduce new mechanics, but they do it in the way how Mario does. So, like, you'll do a simple version of jumping on a platform. So Chemical Plant Zone has, like, this weird, like, syringe thing that will gloop down into the water and make the water bouncy. And you first encounter it right at the beginning of the level. It's just as simple as pressing it down, jumping, takes you to another platform. And then later on, as it evolves, you're, like, jumping down to catch springs or jumping down to jump on moving boxes, and it kind of evolves to each level. So it becomes like you're actually mastering it rather than just running fast and getting pissed off when you hit something, which is what okay. Sonic games have always done. And then the other thing they're really clever at is the bosses aren't quite the annoyance they used to be where it's like, I'm just going to lose rings here for no reason. And then they even have some bosses that just a direct homage to things that aren't even really bosses um without spoiling too much one if people are a fan of a certain sega puzzle game i would say um <laughs> i can't say okay. more they would enjoy it because it's a riff on that there's a there's a sneaky way they managed to sneak in some of his stupid friends from uh knuckles chaotix and all those other stupid games without them they don't talk or anything um, you just get to fight with them. Um, so that's quite funny. But I definitely recommend it for people that think of, like, loved Sonic back in the day. It's how you remember Sonic being, but actually isn't. And for people that haven't picked it up before, I'd recommend it because I think it does offer something different. It's not Mario. There's not that many straight up 2D platformers these days. We get a lot of like roguelike 2D platformers or Metroidvania 2D platformers. Um, there's nothing quite like this out there really. So I'd recommend it highly. Um, it's like 20 bucks I paid for it, I think. Um, yeah, it's not expensive, is it? No. Do you think it would change the mind of someone who has just had a fundamental problem with the way Sonic levels were designed. He, well, it depends what you don't like about them, the way they're designed, because there are still very fast levels where you're flying around and where the levels kind of evolve, <coughs> excuse me, like mismatched and 
weird things but it doesn't it's not as frustrating to navigate i don't think and there's like multiple That's, routes through each level so even if you like yeah. overshoot something you're still going a different way kind of um that was the problem i always had was it wasn't the speed so much the speed was kind of cool it was something different to mario um it's the kind of like uh, quite often when i when i play sonic back in the day the levels felt like they just had no direction and i had no idea where i was going at all see that doesn't matter you know I mean? as much because there's like linear bits where it's obvious where to go but then there's also a lot of bits where there's like multiple routes so it doesn't matter if you miss like you'll see a spring and you miss it because next thing you know you've jumped in some weird pipe thing that's shooting you all over the place um so i get what you mean it don't it doesn't have as many moments as that as some of the other games did um yeah i think it would convince people that aren't fans necessarily that there is and it's ironic that it took fans to make it kind of like they obviously distilled down the best bits of um sonic and then made a game just based on those and it's funny how they've managed to do it where sega have failed like abysmally for like 30 years now um yeah so it took an official fan project to yeah and it just shows how you can work with fans for things rather than shutting stuff down yeah, um, take note, Capcom. Yeah, Capcom. <laughs> or even Nintendo, I guess, with that. There was that Metroid remake recently, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. And I'm hoping that it might see Sega bring back some other franchises. Like, there's some that I could leave, like Golden Axe and stuff. Those games are clunky as shit. But there's things like Streets of Rage and stuff were really cool back in the day. So it'd be nice to see remakes of them. Or like reimaginings, um, but I don't know if the fan bases are as passionate for those games as these guys were for Sonic. Yeah. I think it's it, it says something about the fans as well, though, that if they've managed to put all this together and then it's become a, a real thing, um, I think it's it's one of those situations where if you want something hard enough, just keep fighting for it and hopefully it will it'll happen. <laughs> That's true. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and and I think a lot of games deserve it. It'd be nice to see some of some of the studios actually listen to the fans a bit more. I think it's becoming more common now, um, especially with more online games where obviously you have to give feedback. Yeah, to um, keep that fan but, base, you've got to keep yeah. the fans involved, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, gone are the days where you'd pick up a game back on the PS1 and if it was broken, it's pretty much tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in that generation where, yeah, okay, we could lose some games because you can't physically go and play them because the servers don't exist. But we can get a, a better quality game eventually. Doesn't you know? Uh, I'm not letting people off the hook like Ubisoft that release garbage, and then we have to wait a year for it to be better. Like with uh, Syndicate, was it? Um, Unity. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's good. You know, fair play to those guys for keeping pitching away and getting it real. Yeah. Um, and then the final game, I guess, Mark, you've been playing this as well. Is the Sega published uh, Football Manager 2017? <sighs> um, yeah. So I'm hook, line, and sink hooked again. So I went back and looked actually at my Steam history. So I missed Football Manager 2016, and then 20 uh, Football Manager 2015. I only played for 185 hours, which <laughs> seems ridiculous. But when you compare it to like the 800 hours I spent on FIFA 2011. That's not actually a lot. So I missed 16, thought I'm not going to pick it up. 
um, and then didn't bother with 17 either, although I did have 17 mobile. Um, and I've never really enjoyed the mobile games. They're stripped down just a little bit too much for my liking. Yes. Um, so 2017 I picked up and I did something a little bit different. I went into Steam Workshop and somebody had made a patch uh, where it was patched up to last Monday and with all the transfers and then all the teams were promoted and relegated to the divisions they're in so it meant starting with Portsmouth wasn't quite a slog as I'm not having to start from League 2 I can start from League 1 instead Um, I'm doing pretty well I've played 33 games of the league season and I'm top and I'm 6 points clear Um, I didn't do too well in the cup competitions but um, I know people always say, oh, it's just a big spreadsheet and all this. And a lot of it is. But yeah. what I've certainly found with this version over the previous year's versions is they've definitely, there's even more in depth and they have made things more graphical. Um, so I'm thinking of the team instructions. Like before, it just used to be like a wall of text. Um, and you just click boxes to decide your style of play but now they've kind of added a graphical element to that so you'll have like your defense for your team instructions it will show you your half of the pitch and you like drag a green bar across um so where you want your defensive line to play there's a section for attack and it'll kind of show you um what shooting on site means so like what area of the pitch a player would need to be in to shoot on site where they would need to be to hit early crosses, look for overlaps, um, what working into the box looks like. So it kind of helps you visualize that. And then they keep improving the match engine each time. So we've been with a 3D match engine for quite some time now. Um, they progressed from text to like 2D dots. One of the things I've found is there's a lot more animation. There's a lot more different types of goals scored. Even when you're watching it at high speed, you can still pick up on what's going wrong with your team who's getting caught out things like that um they added some things i don't bother with so like i have no interest in the press conference things i find that stuff just a like time hog and i hate it so like you can set your assistant manager to like do things you can't be asked with um, you're you're just like sir alex ferguson refusing to yeah. talk to the bbc yeah so <laughs> just because it it bogs down the game so much and I feel like sometimes your assistant manager does say the wrong thing that'll piss off a player but then you can go and fix it on the odd time by going and having a chat with that player kind of um, so it just doesn't yeah it slows things down too much because then you can also do tunnel talks as well where you're talking the tunnel to each player so I kind of like that balance whereas I said mobile cuts things back too much and even I guess we should mention that when you buy FIFA uh, Football Manager 17 you get Football Manager 2017 touch as well i think it's called yes um which is a slightly stripped down version but less stripped back than the mobile but where that version (coughs) excuse me has cross play with the most up-to-date ipad and android version where if you've got a top of the line ipad or android tablet you can play touch on the go and it has cross save between the two which i believe 2014 did with the vita version which was i think they only made one vita version but yeah uh, so that's kind of what I think about it I'm well into it already I've played like 20 hours having only just bought it on the weekend again a bit like Splatoon it's one of those you can just sit playing it whilst watching TV 
I spent yep. all day Saturday. I watched like four football matches whilst playing football manager, <laughs> um, and then went to a wedding. And then I was like, right, that was a good use of a day. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, how are you finding it, Mark? Okay, so for my first game attempts, I broke my record by quite some distance for how quick it took me to get fired. Um, okay. <laughs> before the season even started um how <laughs> so i'm playing in uh so I, I was playing with the regular database so starting the beginning of last season newcastle in the championship wanting to bounce back to the premier league on the first attempt but also wanting to start building a squad that would be viable in the premier league as well and i was given a transfer kitty of a whopping five million pounds went to mike ashley who's as much of a in uh, football <laughs> manager as he is in real life uh, and asked for some more money um, for the transfer kit and he, and he basically said no nah, I think you got enough mate uh, the conversation didn't go well I leaked it to the press that the manager wasn't giving me the transfer money I, I wanted uh, I got uh, <laughs> asked for some questions by a journalist I slagged off the owner to the journalist and he sacked me Brilliant. that was that was two weeks two weeks in into the game save so <laughs> I hadn't even sent the club off I hadn't even sent the team off to the training camp yet let alone done pre-season friendlies and stuff like that uh, and yeah, I was already sacked so that was good <laughs> so that yeah started again and kind of like whatever I'll just deal with it um made some silly like gambles on free transfers picked up like Dimitar Berbatov on a free and figured he can probably still do a job in the championship right I'll sign him for a year and then whatever but yeah uh, I'm really getting into it it's um, it's a hell of a lot more in depth uh, like you're saying than than the last one I played which I think was also um, Football Manager 2015 if not 14 like there's uh, some of the changes the quality of life changes they've made I I really appreciate like um, when you uh, set your formation and then you put you pick your team and then you can like set the roles for them individually where before that was on the last one I played it was kind of quite um, basic so like you're picking a striker and you can say right you can be a target man or you can be a complete forward or you can be an advanced forward whatever Um, now there's like uh, you know a bunch of different roles that a player can carry out in that particular position yes and then within those roles whether you want them to attack defend or support yeah and it'll tell um, you what each player is good at if you've tried yes. to sign a player if you scout them or if you own that player it'll tell you like their top like four or five roles that they can play in each position um because as much as like i found definitely with the strikers it makes a big difference like if you change if you don't have them as the right role they just won't score um, they'll play absolutely abysmally. Um, so yeah, and like when you're moving players, how it highlights the ones in green that are also suitable for that position or that role is super useful. And it's it's really helped like when you're searching for a player. Like I like to play with one like last ditch stopping centre back and one ball playing centre back who's comfortable taking the ball out of defence. And so searching for a centre back who's comfortable playing a you know playing out from defences a hell of a lot easier to work you know to, to spot that quicker with those with the new details um, showing you which which positions and which roles they're best at I've actually kind of I, I still do all the press conferences and things myself the only thing I can't really be bothered with is doing the pre-season friendlies because yeah. I'm too busy 
you know, uh, dicking around in the transfer market, trying to trying to get in the players they need, and the, the the friendlies are just distracting. So I just tell my my assistant manager to take care of them. But yeah, uh, it's it's dangerous. I'm already hooked in, like same as you. Like uh, if my better half hadn't come round and dragged me out there for the flat to go shopping on Saturday, I would have probably sat here in my pants watching films and playing football manager for the entire day. <laughs> because it's really easy to do that. Like I've, I've talked before about how I used to, back when I was playing it before on transfer deadline day, just stick that on, sit and watch Sky Sports News for an entire day until I literally couldn't keep my eyes open anymore and um, sit and play football manager. Uh, it's really easy to do that because it's kind of, um, you don't need to concentrate on it that much. No, um, you can be some, in, when you're going well, you can be when you're doing well, you can be almost passive. Yeah, in the yeah. I mean, during the matches itself, you want to kind of pay attention because uh, uh, you, you know you, you want to see what players are doing well, what adjustments you need to make to your tactics. But in between that, it's kind of like uh, do some fiddling, hit the space bar. Look, you can look back up at the TV while it's processing. You know, uh, it's quite. A, it can be quite a passive game to play, uh, which is why it's so easy to just sink hundreds of hours into it until you know you look at the the game clock uh towards the end of that year and realize that you've sunk actual weeks into a game and it's quite worrying but yeah i love it god damn you Stu! if you hadn't told me i wouldn't have bought it i wouldn't have bought it and i'd probably be playing actual games speaking of which i have actually played some actual games so before we recorded tonight i booted up wolfenstein the new order just to see um if I'd spent my four pounds well, uh, I'm really liking it so far. Uh, I've only, I'm only like an hour and an hour or so into it. I've only just reached the bit at the beginning. You play through, I think you're playing through. It's like 1946 in this particular timeline. Uh, so the war's still going on, and then something happens, and you fast forward to 1960, and the the Nazis have won the war and they control the they control the world. And I've got just gotten to that point now. Yeah, it's it's big dumb old school shooter you can dual wield guns you have to pick up there's no regenerating health you have to pick up health you have to pick up armor it's just like it's kind of it's kind of like doom but it's got a couple of issues mainly in doom even old school doom you didn't have to press a button to pick up ammo or health or armor Uh, you have to press a button to pick up anything in Wolfenstein the New Order you don't you can't just run over ammo and pick it up you have to walk over the corpses of the enemies you've slain just hammering the square button to pick up more ammo and to pick up health packs and I don't know why they made that they decided to put that in there but it's really really dumb and I really hope it's not in um, the New Colossus um, because it's it's the only thing it's the one thing that's stopping me from really really enjoying the game so far is having to it, it sounds weird but it kind of gets a little bit annoying after a while when you have to keep hammering the square button to pick up everything um, but yeah apart from that I'm, I'm only an hour in um, so I've barely seen any of the game but um, I'm having fun shooting Nazis in the face and stabbing them in the <laughs> face and kicking them in the face so uh, I'm looking forward to playing some more of that been chipping away more on Final Fantasy um, 14. I'm still like, oh god, barely into the main storyline on the the base game, um, Realm Reborn, uh, and then there's Heavensward, 
uh, expansion pack that came out after that, which is the length of a regular Final Fantasy game, and then Stormborn that came out after that, or Storm something, that's again the same, about comparable lengths to a regular Final Fantasy game. So even leaving out like the side stuff and the the crafting and the job system and the just dicking about with friends on it, I've got a couple of hundred hours worth of story content to get through. Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a massive, it's a massive there. game. It is huge. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, I, I like the... Like, Ali, you've played a fair bit of um, World of Warcraft. Um, yep. When you want to do a different role, you have to make a new character in that game. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the traditional to system in a, in a lot of MMOs. In um, Final Fantasy XIV, you can do everything in the game with one character because they introduced the job system that was in twelve, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, it's yeah. been some of the other ones as well, um, whereby... So like I started as a, a gladiator, which is a tank character, uh, which I picked because apparently nobody picks tank characters. So if you want to do the, ah, the dungeons and the raids... Um, it's best to be either a healer or a tank because everybody else wants to play DPS. And I quite yep. enjoy playing a tank anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but then you have like all the other crafting roles and things like that. So like uh, carpenters, botanists, smiths, alchemists, cooks, fishing, all that, all that, that stuff. Um, and they all have an individual level. Like uh, you change your equipment and it'll change your level accordingly. It'll be like, so level, so my, my um, gladiators like level 35 or 36 or something like that. But other classes, other, other jobs are at different levels. Um, but then you can also uh, at any point change to any of the other you know like fighting classes so i could i could be a healer or a black mage or a uh, an archer or a dragoon dragoon or whatever um and because you i'd have already leveled up by doing the story missions with one class um it does a thing where like you go off and do a bunch of side missions or something like that and the higher one of your classes is the quicker the other ones will level up to keep to keep pace with it so it takes out a lot of the repetitive grind and takes out a lot of the the time sync barriers. I remember the uh, I can't remember the, the the director of the of the of the game, but he was talking on the on the no clip documentary about Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. So um, about how he really wanted it to be a sort of um, MMO that doesn't make a massive demand on your time. So yeah, it's got loads and loads of content, but I don't need to be on it every single day um, in order to be making progress. Like it's yeah. slightly more casual, like than I gather other MMOs are. Yeah, I, I've put quite a bit of time into it when it first came out. Um, I've not been back to it since, um, but I think there was a little quest you have to do. Is it once you're at level ten or something like that, where you can then go and change your roles? And then there's a little quest that you go on to do once you've picked up those weapons to be able to change your role, and then you, it like boosts you up a little bit. Um, but it's loads of fun and like yourself I'm I'm always a tank in any MMO game that I play um, it just suits my role because basically you just hit the guy with a stick you're not doing loads of damage but you just keep poking him in the eye saying 
gonna hit me you are gonna hit me you bastard yeah it's it's kind of simple it's like you don't have to worry about like what sort of attacks or making sure other people are healed or anything like that all you need to do is make sure the enemy is looking at you and not your teammates and then just keep hitting them <laughs> that's it yeah it's uh, a little it's, aggro here and there but yeah yeah it's just keep yeah. the aggro and keep hitting them it's it's, yeah, it's really enjoyable uh, i'm really liking it um you know as with any final fantasy game like the world is gorgeous uh the story is incomprehensible the music's fantastic yeah it's just like i'd never got on board with it with an mmo before really but being a big final fantasy fan this was the perfect one i think to to finally get its hooks into me and i'm don't know how many hours i think last time i checked uh it was about five or six days uh, I've yeah, sunk into it already. <laughs> yeah, it racks up quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, there's just so much content in there that I've, you know, I'll be playing that for God knows how long. Yeah, I'll have um, to try and uh, after my holiday, I might uh, try and reactivate my account. Jump yeah, on. do it, man, for sure. Because um, it's cross compatible as well, PS4 and PC, which is yes, nice. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, I mean the, the um, kind of. Uh, clan, I can't remember what it's called in in the game. That, or a guild? In. Um, it's not a guild. No, it's like a free company. That's it. The free oh, company yeah. that I'm yeah. in is made up primarily of PC players. Um, but I've been playing it with a keyboard and mouse, and I switched the interface to the, the keyboard and mouse interface. So there's there's no real difference between the version I'm playing and the PC version in terms of how it plays. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's it's perfectly designed. Uh, a standard to to be played on a on a controller. I had no problem with that at all. I just found it easier to shift stuff in and out of of menus and to use the. You need a keyboard anyway to be able to use the text box um, to chat to other yep. people anyway. So I just transitioned fully into keyboard and mouse and uh, really really enjoying it. I've been playing a bunch more Splatoon two as well. I haven't really got too much more to say about the multiplayer. Uh, what I will talk about is the the single player because I finished that. And then last night, played through almost all of it again uh, in a different way. So first time you play through the campaign, um, when you start a mission, Sheldon will assign a weapon to you because he wants you to do some research for it. And the levels are kind of designed around using that that weapon. And so, so, for instance, there's one level where you have to move blocks around by shooting a spinning target lots of times to make the the blocks move out and that in that particular level you're given the the gatling gun which you like charge up and then you fire and it shoots out a buck ton of bullets and it's it's easy to move the blocks around like that or there'll be a particular level which is revolves around um taking out enemies from a distance using the um sniper rifle yeah but and yeah sorry and the campaign's fantastic the final boss is one of the funnest boss fights i've ever come across in a game like it was it was so good when you finish the campaign if you want to use any of the um, campaign weapons in multiplayer what you have to do is go back and complete every single level including the boss fights um, with that weapon oh, okay. so you can see on your stats and the start menu uh, on, on the pause menu you'll see like on each level you can see what what weapons you complete that level with and for the first one the first go around you'll see like the first world will all be the hero shot which is like the first weapon you get and then from then on it's like a collection of different weapons the jewelies the the roller the sniper rifle the, the bucket the paint um paintbrush and so on um 
So I went through last night and played through all of the missions with the hero shot that I hadn't done done it with um, before because you've been assigned a different weapon. Uh, and it's really kind of cool playing through a level that was designed for a specific weapon with a different weapon. It makes some concessions and like you'll get little tips that come up on how to, to uh, go around them. So for instance, like some of the levels you'll have to get from a platform below to a platform above, you have to shoot this sort of grappling hook thing. Um, yeah. If your ink hits it, then it'll pull you up. Now, if you're using a short-range weapon, you can't shoot it at all. So you have to get yourself into a position where you can hit it with a grenade, and then it'll pull you up. Or um, one of the boss fights, uh, you have to use a sniper rifle. But if you're using a short-range weapon, you can't do that. So it kind of adds some other stuff into the level that helps you get up to a height where you can attack the boss um, a little bit closer. Okay. Um, and it makes some of the levels a lot easier, some of the levels incredibly difficult. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of cool playing through them with a completely different approach. And uh, it's kind of worth it to, to unlock the weapons as well, because uh, like the hero shots are really good. Like it's not a great paint covering weapon, but it's it's powerful and it's accurate. And I think it's going to be a good weapon for using in, um, in ranked mode. Uh, and I'm currently playing through the levels again with the uh, the Hero Julies, so I can unlock those because I, I love the Splat Julies, but I'd quite like a different loadout with them. Um, it's a good incentive to just keep going back and playing those levels with different weapons and approaching <coughs> them in a completely different way. Some of them, uh, some of the levels I am really not looking forward to playing through with certain weapons. I, I want to unlock all of the Hero weapons, but like some of the levels where you're supposed to be sniping using the paint roller is going to be fun because you've <laughs> yeah, got to yeah. get right up yeah. in their face to use that uh so that's going to be interesting but um yeah it's just it's just kind of cool uh incentive to, to go back and replay the, the campaign but even if you don't i highly recommend playing through the campaign if you haven't yet it's fantastic um all the levels are ingeniously put together it's the same as last one uh it kind of reminds me a little bit of mario galaxy in a way um and the boss fights are just a joy an absolute joy um the last game i've been playing is uh, i've been playing some more elite dangerous i hadn't played it for a while uh and then i jumped back on it and I'm, I'm back on it in a in a big way um i've been on it pretty much every evening um for the last week um trying to grind away earn enough money so that i can get uh there's a particular ship i want to get that costs 170 million credits and i have less than two million credits <laughs> so it's going to take a bit of a while to get there it's a nice relaxing game to play um you can put tv on in the background because quite a lot of it is um uh so like in no man's sky when you want to travel between planets or travel from a planet to a space station or whatever in a system it doesn't really take long at all uh, because everything's really close to each other uh, unrealistically close uh, which is fine because you know it's, it's kind of like that's how it's it's a, you know it's a stylized sci-fi version of um of uh, the universe whereas as much as possible elite dangerous is based on the real milky way galaxy uh and so the distances between bodies are realistic so even with technology that we don't possess and probably never will possess like the ability to travel at multiple times the speed of light it still takes a while to get places and so like you use your warp drive to jump to a new star system 
and then you'll jump you'll drop in at the beacon which is always by the star at the center of that 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 uh, system and then you have to travel at what's called super cruise in the game which is like multiples of um speed of light to reach whatever space station or whatever planet is you need to get to and sometimes that can take 10 minutes of just flying through space and there's always stuff that you need to be looking out for like the solar winds and and buffeting and things like that can push you off course if you're not paying attention um you can have pirates that will try and rip you out of uh light speed and uh, and uh destroy your ship or steal your your um your cargo so you're always paying attention for that um but apart from that it's just kind of relaxing when you're jumping between um two points to just like have a film on or a podcast in the background i've got to do uh something i don't got to do i really want to for some weird reason um there's one particular station which is ridiculous long way away from the warp point in that particular system uh there is a trophy apparently attached to getting to that system uh, to that station it's also the only place where you can buy a particular uh, resource which is worth then worth a ton of money elsewhere in the game flying in an uh an unladen ship with all the energy directed into the engines at the fastest speed a super cruise you can it's going to take between 90 minutes and two hours to get from the drop point to this to this space station so <laughs> what do you do okay is there is that passive or you're like doing stuff to make sure you stay on course you have to. You still have to. You still got to sit there with the joystick because you have to make sure that you're that you're not pushed off course by uh, by solar winds. Um, there's a thing called interdiction, which is where a uh, when a pirate um, or or another player tries to pull you out of light speed because they want to steal your cargo or blow you up. Um, and what happens then is it like your ship will start spiraling. Um, in light speed and you have to try and keep your your nose aligned with an escape vector um long enough to escape the interdiction and then and then realign with where you're going and carry on going and if you're carrying valuable cargo that happens quite a lot um from both like npc pirates and from other players because as with any online game there's there's a lot of players out there who just want to grief people (laughs) um and uh so yeah uh, at at some point this week i'm going to sit down with a film and just make that trip uh i fully understand that that sounds boring as shit uh as does most of elite dangerous if you try and explain it to someone but the level of immersion is just uh, it's really hard to explain. It's just I it, it I get it. I really really get it. I finally understand why people like games like Truck Simulator and Farming Simulator and things like that because this is basically Truck Simulator in space and it's really kind of relaxing to play. Uh, it can be can be quite stressful um if you do get ripped out of uh, light speed and you're desperately trying to avoid getting blown up by pirates. Um and you have to pay attention to uh, a lot of little details, uh, system management, um, making sure that your ship doesn't overheat. Like uh, if you're making a jump through several systems, um, you don't want to run out of fuel. You can like scoop hydrogen off the um, corona of suns um, oh, okay. to fill up your fuel tank. But 
while you're doing that, the temperature gauge is going through the roof. Uh, so you need to make sure that you're balancing those out. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy in depth. Um, and just, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's just so hard to explain. Have either of you played it at all? No. A little bit. I've, I picked it up on Game Preview, I think it was, on the Xbox One. Yeah. Ages ago. Because I think, did it come out? It's only just come out on PS4, hasn't it, in the last um, couple of months? It's been out for a couple of months and it's already on sale. Apparently it's like £11 or something like that on PS4 yeah. at the moment in the PSN um, sale. So I um, did the, the tutorial and everything, mm-hmm. um, which was hard as nails to start off with, and then just yes. never really gone back to it. I want to. But it, like you say, it just takes a bit of getting into. It really does. Um, but when it does, if it gets its if it gets its hooks into you, then it really gets its hooked into you. Uh, there's there's a hell of a lot to it. Like I'm I've barely scratched the surface because I'm just I'm just transporting cargo from one point to another at the moment. Um, occasionally going out mining. Occasionally try flying into a. Um, uh, a war-torn region of space to try and collect some data or, or something like that. But then there's like a whole parts of the like you when you just if you want to be an explorer, you can decide to leave what they call the bubble, which is the network of inhabited systems, and just disappear off into the blackness of space and fly to uh, unin- unexplored systems. At which point you're out there on your own. Um, there's no, there's, there's a chance you might run into pirates. There's definitely no police out there. There's definitely no stations to refuel. There's no places to get your, your ship fixed. Um, there's a, so there's a lot of people, and you can make a lot of money doing that. There is an alien civilization that was uh, only kind of recently, like in the last six months or so, discovered. Um, and people are trying to work out a little bit about them, trying to find planets where there's evidence of them and learn a little bit more about them um there is an ongoing faction war between two uh big like an empire and a federation that you can get involved in if you want um then there's like different jobs that people have created like uh, the fuel rats that i think i've talked about before a group of people who will just uh, they uh, they play the game solely to go and rescue other players who have got themselves stranded in the system with no fuel. Um, and then there's Iridium Wing, who are another group of players who they will all they do is um, run protection for other players if they want to fly through um, a dangerous region of space. They will be their wingmen, essentially. Um, the community around the game is kind of insane. Um, and yeah, I'm, I can't get enough of it at the moment. It's really good. Cool. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right, well, that'll about do it for another episode. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, you can shoot us a tweet over at LapsGamer. Uh, you can shoot us an email to lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. Uh, visit the blog, uh, lapsgamer.com. Uh, there's some good stuff on there. We're actually writing content on a fairly regular basis now. Um, well, Stu is at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, you've got um, you've got your uh, review of the Game of Thrones board game up on there as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I've got uh, a couple of things in the percolate that should be appearing sometime in the not too Ooh. distant future. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. I'm going to go and play some more Football Manager, 
As I Me imagine too. you are as well, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> already game already hovering over the button, ready to load it. <laughs> <laughs> right, well thanks for joining me this week, guys, and I'll see you next week. Nice one. Bye. Bye-bye. Ta-ra. 